Hey guys, what's up? We've got a great show today for you. You are going to enjoy our guest. You're going to like, you're going to love our guest. Got a lot of great stuff to say. Our guest on the show today is Amanda Clark, uh, founder of the Beauty Mark Community. She's a new friend. Uh, she is an advocate for bringing about awareness to all disabilities, um, both seen and unseen. So we're going to ask her to uh, join us now, Amanda. Hello. There she is. Hello there. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. It's so good to see you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Hey, where are you talking to us from? Where do you live? So we're from South Jersey. We're from oh, wow. Jersey. Yeah, so we're pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love the East Coast. Haven't been there for a few years because of COVID. But thanks for taking time. Now, I, I want to digress for just just like a brief minute because at you talk we're foodies, okay? And <laughs> everybody's like, go. It's like take me to the local place. But if you if you could only choose one food Ooh. for the rest of your life, Amanda, what would that be? Hmm. I am a potato fan, so it has to be French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Just plain French fries or anything on top of them? Oh, so, maybe cheese. Okay, maybe cheese. Yeah, there's a place out here that serves um, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, and then they have tater chots, and you can get cheese on it. But anyway, I don't want to digress too much. We're both going to get hungry. Yeah, it's um, 7 o'clock here. I can't eat past that. <laughs> Okay, you were born with a disability. Tell yeah. us about it. So, um, yes, I was born with a disability. Um, I like to call it my beauty mark. And um, I was born actually in the 80s. And it's a funny story. Uh, I, when I was born in the 80s, there was pretty much nobody who looked like me. I'm actually one in 100,000 people oh. that have this type of disability. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, doctors were, it was just not as technical as it is today. And so when I was born in the 80s, um, they just pretty much assumed what I had um, based on pictures. And mm. so um, it came up to be what's called Holt-Orm syndrome. Mm. And um, I believe they diagnosed me with this because I had a lot of internal issues um, as I was being born. Um, oh. I was dreaming. And uh, my mother had um, to be induced, actually, when she was about five months of cool. um, because I had died in her womb. And so um, when I came out, I was actually, a, I weighed a pound. Wow. And, <laughs> and I was on a whole bunch of, like, tubes and and uh, I had kidney failure and heart failure and all these things happening with me. And I think that based upon that, they assumed I had Holt Arm Syndrome. Well, mm. forwarding into my adult years after having my third child, mind you, um, I was, you know, assuming again that they were right and that this is my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I have an older daughter. She's 13 years old. She has no limb differences at all. So I did not genetically pass down anything to her, which is okay. absolutely astonishing. Yes. And I have a young, um, an older son. 
and he had uh, the same thumbs as me. So I have a curved thumb here and I have a little thumb here, but it's no bone. And it was the same on his hands, but he has all five fingers. Interesting. So it's kind of weird because if I'm going to yeah. pass this down to someone, it has to like almost mimic the same exact way, right? Huh. But it didn't. So when I had my third child and we saw an ultrasound that he had the same radius as me, um, however, he doesn't have any thumbs at all. My my youngest son only has fingers on each hand and he has what's called clubbed hands. I immediately wanted to get tested because I didn't know what was going on. Obviously, sure. evidently, like we all three have different diagnoses. So I didn't mm-hmm. know what to expect. Well, when he got diagnosed uh, to to see if he had a whole orange syndrome, it came out negative. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if he came out negative, then I can't have whole arm syndrome. So I immediately got blood work done, and it turns out that I did not have whole arm syndrome. I was actually misdiagnosed for 27 years. Oh, Amanda. Yes. So, you know, trying to move this story on, but it's actually pretty crazy. I still have no diagnosis to this day. I've been getting blood work and poked and prodded ever since, and there is just no diagnosis for me. However, in the disability, um, this happens often where a lot Mm. of people um, who were born, you know, in the 80s, in the 90s, there Mm -hmm. was no um, diagnosis to be found for them. And so they end up uh, self diagnosing themselves and that's exactly what I did and I I think I believe I have TAR syndrome. It's Interesting. Very- so you know doctrine you know the doctrine speaking on, on that you know aspect I am not diagnosed but for me I really do believe I have TAR syndrome. <laughs> Interesting that you would have that they still can't you know fully diagnose you but yet you've come up with this diagnosis on your own Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, you're a miracle. I mean, you really are. I'm going back to something you said just a couple minutes ago, that you died in your mother's womb. I mean, you weren't just a preemie. I mean, five months. Um, yeah. And, and to have died in your mother's womb, and then you come out. And, I mean, it, it's amazing that we can sit and have this conversation. It's amazing that you have three children. And all the things that you're doing... Um, and you got a smile on your face. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's awesome. It, it, it really is. Now, your organization is called the Beauty Mark Community. Yes. Now, I, I want you to tell our audience where this comes from, because when I read it on your website, it just, it fascinated me. And it is, it's huge for other people to grab a hold of. Wow. I'm truly humbled by that, by the way. Um, it actually sparked with a uh, act of kindness, to tell you. Mm-hmm. I had always grown up with uh, that question, what happened to your arm by millions of people? <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. and it's such a loaded question because from what I just told you about my diagnosis, that's just one aspect of my life. Um, and then this was just another one. So it was just like, well, what do I say? I don't know. Like I was born this way. You say that to people, they don't know how to grasp that. So I really didn't know how to, you know, acknowledge it. And, 
you know, how to demonstrate, you know, the best version of myself to other people mm -hmm. to understand. And um, so I had always just said, this is the way I was born or this is my disability. But I honestly, I felt like I wasn't representing myself or my community. Okay. Right. Um, and so I remember being in a group of friends. I was a teenager at the time and I was with a group of friends. And uh, one of my friends, he was a really good friend of mine. His name is Frankie. I will never forget him. I actually interviewed him because of this. Um, we were teenagers and... Um, I remember going into this, uh, we were about to hit another group of teenagers and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're about to ask me a bunch of stupid questions, you know, because at the time I was very still ashamed of myself. I did not want to be asked. Um, and so uh, we go in there and, and lo and behold, it's exactly, they, were, they saw me, they were really about to ask me questions. But before I could even speak, he said, hey, it's her beauty mark. Like, just leave her alone. And I was like... Wow, like, yeah, it's yeah, Frankie, dude. Yeah. You thought that hello, that was great. <laughs> I was like, wow, I mean, just one word, but like, it described everything about myself that I wanted to be represented as. Mm. And you know, it didn't, it, it did, I didn't do anything right then and there, but that word stuck with me for about 12 years, and I had to like do something about it like i didn't know what but i had to do something about it so sure. uh funny story beauty mark community has never um I, I i don't think i ever shared this but beauty mark community was always uh was never always called beauty mark community no oh. it was called was imperfect warriors mm. i and like that too though <laughs> you know really i mean it's it's the, the visual on both of them are so cool yeah, and, oh, so, but I ended up uh, talking with a mentor of mine and, you know, because I, I really wanted to when I wanted to start this organization, I was really serious about it. I knew I had to put like a lot of ton of money into it and make it. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking with a mentor of mine just to kind of like get the business aspect of it. And as sure. I'm her, she's like, well, why do you keep calling it imperfect warriors? But you're naming the people Beauty Mark brother and Beauty Mark sister. She was like. I see you, your radiance, like whenever yes. Mark. And I was like, well, yeah, because it means so much to me. And I started talking. She was like, well, what is it to you? And I was like, it's my community. And she was like, okay, Beauty Mark. And I was like, Beauty Mark community. Like, I love it. That is so cool. It It is so descriptive. <laughs> And, you know, it's positive. I mean, you know, Imperfect Warriors, I get that. And that's visual. But the beauty mark kind of takes you by surprise a little. Yeah. And, you know, depend, no matter what kind of disability somebody has, you know, you got beauty mark brothers, beauty mark sisters. And, uh, you know, no, I noticed something with on your website when you talked about seen and unseen disabilities. Yes. Which is huge. You know, this is such a great um, topic that we don't spend enough time on. Now, I've been told by a number of people that kids, teens, our show is for young adults, teens with disabilities um, get bullied more than others. Did you experience that? And do you agree with that statement? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would even dare to say that um, individuals with disabilities have it a hard time coming from adults than they do children. Mm. Uh, 
I know that for me, um, my worst years were in middle school and high school. Oh. Um, I remember it gotten it had gotten so bad that in high school I was ready to end my life. I was going to take a shoestring and I was going to really end my life in the in the bathroom stall. I had gotten really you know, the bullying, I gotten tired of just honestly surviving and I wanted mm. I couldn't even you know, get my education properly because I was just so mm. focused on just making it through the day. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is from the lack of awareness that are in, that's in the school. Mm -hmm. um, just because they're just intimidated, not knowing what to say or what not to say. And yes, yes. You know, do and not to do um, to make it like, you know, um, suitable for everybody and, and be comfortable for everybody. But there is definitely a way. Um, and I'm, that's what I'm working on now um, to introduce that into the school system. But I definitely, most definitely agree with that, that this, the numbers do not lie. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, a, a parent, if I can give you statistics, you know, it, it most of yeah. the bullies that um, have done the shootings in the schools, um, the children who have done the school, the school shootings, yeah. if you look at their background, almost 93% of those children had disabilities and they were really of yeah. all the shooters. Really? Now it's interesting. Then I go back to your, your uh, phrase of seen and unseen, because when you see pictures of them, right, you can't tell, they, you can't really tell, but that, that's an, that's a huge statistic. And you know, it breaks my heart to hear you say that you wanted to end your life. I, uh, I speak on schools, you know, before COVID, although actually this last school semester, I was able to do a bunch of Zoom things in schools, which is really fun. Um, but I've, I've just lost track of the number of students who would come up to me afterwards and say, Steve, you know, I tried to kill myself. I really didn't want to die. I just want the pain to stop. I, I just, it, I can't take the pain. And you have... Uh, inspired me, Amanda, when I can get back into the schools, I'm definitely going to add, I talk about choices, and I'm going to add the whole thing about disabilities, and we should celebrate each other's differences. Absolutely. You know, I really think, it, because if we were all the same, it'd be pretty boring, you know, <laughs> and I mean, really, it, it, and listen to people's stories. That's what, what I love about doing this show. Unfortunately, our other hosts are not here. In fact, one of them, Katie, uh, really wanted to be here. She's actually in the hospital as we speak. She's battling chronic illness. Wow. And, um, you know, she's an internal beauty mark that people really need to understand. They that really do. You know, it's, it's, um, and for her, she's got to carry this backpack. It's got, I told her the other day, I said, it's got to weigh 30 pounds at least because she's got these two pumps and, and, you know, IV stuff and all that. But, um, I'm not glad to hear you confirm again about the bullying, but people are so mean. And, and the worst part now, I mean, I love social media because of what we can do with it. I mean, we're having this conversation. You're in South Jersey. I'm in Southern California. I mean, we're coast to coast having a great time. So without technology, we couldn't do this. But the problem with technology, and, and you know this as well as I do, we've had so many um, 
middle school, high school students kill themselves because you can't run from social media. When somebody goes after you in, in just this mean way, it's there. It's, it's there 24-7. It's staring at you. Other right. people are seeing it. And it, it just bothers me because it, I don't want to go to another teen funeral. I don't, um, you know, and, and I love it when students come to me after an assembly and say, hey, thanks for saving my life. And it's like, what did I do, you know? And I was going to go home and kill myself. Wow. But you made me realize that I was valuable and that I mattered. And the interesting, it, it's just hitting me now. I don't know. Physically, if I looked at him, I didn't see anything different, but they may have had that unseen yeah. disability. So th- thank you for, you know, making me more aware. I'm really grateful for that. And, and I think uh, with you talk, we're going to, uh, we need to emphasize some more of this. How, how do we, inform and educate especially students because this is you know teens and young adults who are not familiar with a disability lifestyle i mean you know they, oh they can pick on somebody and make fun of them or whatever but there's a lifestyle i mean i know that with katie um you know with these battling this chronic these chronic illnesses um and, and it's a different kind of disability certainly but how how can we and I know that's really a huge question. We probably could spend, you know, a whole show just talking about that. And maybe we should sometime just kind of the tip of the iceberg. How can we help those understand? And, and I'll use the word educate. I guess it's, it's, it's in part education. It's actually quite simple. And yeah. I, a lot of people, I don't want to say think too hard about it, but at the same time, it, it goes back to what I said about um, not knowing Am, am I going to offend somebody if I say this or am, am I going to uh, am I going to support them by saying that mm-hmm. it, it, it actually boils down to one thing, authenticity. Really? OK. Yeah. I mean, that, that's so big in in life. I mean, just yeah. being authentic, <laughs> being genuine, being real. Right. I love it. So in other words, just. Is that somebody like myself who. I don't have a disability, although some of my friends say I've lost my mind, but <laughs> but I, I, I don't have it. But is it just being authentic with somebody that I meet and and just Absolutely. share with me, talk to me? Is it that is that what it's all about? You being you, your yourself is going to have other people open up and be themselves. And I uh. think that when it comes to children, this is so easy to me. I think that children are the perfect example of this because they're, okay, so usually when I'm being asked what happened to my arm, it's by a child and they're coming to me, not, you know, coming to me in a way where they're being uh, sarcastic or, or like they genuinely want to know. And so um, usually what stops them from wanting to know is the parent. They'll, you know, shush their kid or or tell their kid, hey, um, come behind me and tell and apologize to me as if their child did something wrong. Uh-huh. I have to step in and say, no, you know, your child is actually doing what they're naturally supposed to do. Sure. They're asking questions. This is great. You know, and um, so with children, I usually do an illustration of Nemo and Dory because this is the way that they can understand, you know, got to get 
higher level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. Nemo and Dory is a perfect illustration. And the reason why we use Nemo in, from the movie Finding Nemo is because Nemo has a physical disability, right? Mm -hmm. Nemo has yeah. a big fin and he has a little fin, right? But yes. why introduce Dory? Because Dory has an internal disability that you can't see, but we know that it's evident. She has a short-term memory loss. And so introduce Nemo and Dory to the children. They're like, oh, wow, you know. And so we um, regroup and we say, okay, well, what do they have in common, right? Because now that we know that they're different, but what do yeah. they have in common? And the common thing is that they're fish, that they still swim, and that they're yeah. in water, right? And sure. Sure we're human and we still have a heart and we still have feelings and we still breathe and so they now know that even though I'm different and you're different we're still alike more than we yeah. are and so this is a great way to illustrate to children absolutely right? how do you illustrate this to teenagers right because if you can't you can't like I mean I could tell this Nemo and Dory to anybody right sure but absolutely these are teenagers we're talking about so they have to be more like hands on you got to be hands on with them and okay. so we play a game with them during our presentations and we play a game called I can you can and what we do is so I I make them gather a sneaker right so they usually take off a sneaker from their okay and I take off my sneaker and okay. we the sneaker right and so the whole time i'm not even talking about my arm i'm not even talking about my hands but i know that they're watching me right? sure yeah, absolutely so i'm like okay well we're gonna tie the shoe and i'm gonna see who does it faster either me or you right and we're like one two three and we tie the shoe right and we see who finishes first now i'm gonna tell you steve i'm usually really good at this game and i usually <laughs> than the kids right sure and so at the end of the day they're like oh man she finished fast and i said can i ask you a question they said yeah what and i said did you notice that i finished faster than you they say yeah why and i'm like did you notice i had a little arm they're like no and i'm like i could do what you can do i just do it in my own way see authenticity you oh. get that authenticity is what works because in a moment's time where everybody's worrying about, well, what can I say? What can I do to bring this awareness? You just being yourself is awareness enough. You don't have to prove anything. Mm. Being you is what's going to set the atmosphere. And so this is what we're showing kids that, you know, it's okay to be amongst the crowd where sure. you find somebody who may be standing out amongst others. You know, we were all made to stand out. But if you have somebody else who's really standing out like me, you know, and you're in the crowd, just know that, we're okay to talk to, you know, we're okay to, to hang out with. We can have fun too. And yeah. then kind of like just building character, you know, um, sure. for those who don't understand um, what it's like to live in our shoes. And so I hope that, you know, helps. Oh, that's all. That is huge. <laughs> I mean, I love the shoe. I, I, you know, I love the Nemo thing, but I love the shoe thing because what you just said is, is so great. <laughs> you know, it's like, did, did you even notice, right. you know, about my arm and when I was staying? And it's like they're totally oblivious to that, yeah. which which it, we should be. We should be oblivious to, okay, we're different, but we're still human. Exactly. You know, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 that's really, really good. I love that illustration. I love both of them, especially the one for older kids, you know, yeah. for students, yeah. uh, um, you know, teens and young adults. Okay, everyone 
deserves the right to be seen, to be heard, and valued. Yes. You know, you use the word human. I love that. It, 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 we're all human. Can we, can we not value each other, but especially someone with disabilities? Because they're the ones that I think are the brunt of the jokes, kind of pushed off. And I won't even use the word fear. It's just a, it's a misunderstanding. It, yeah. it, you know, you, you just don't understand it. So at Utah, we're really big about making a change, going mad, making a difference, being the change. How can, and I know there's probably a lot more to it. I, um, I don't want to oversimplify, but is there one thing or two things we can all do to make our brothers and sisters who have disabilities feel like they're being seen, like they matter, Yeah. Um, feel like um, they're being heard? That's so huge uh, with everybody, but especially with somebody who's um, different in one sense. Yeah. And we want them to feel valued. So how do we do that, Amanda? Is there a couple things where we can start? I, I know we've got this authenticity, which is huge. Right. So how do we build on that? I'm assuming that's kind of one of the pieces oh, yeah. that we build on. Being authentic is definitely one of the pieces. But what the major piece of the puzzle is always watch before you assume. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. say that again. Yeah, watch before you assume. I say this often because people within the disability community, we know how to navigate. Having mm-hmm. a, we we've some some have been born this way, some have adapted to this way, and so we've learned how to adjust to our lifestyles. And so people not in the disability community, I I often um, am seeing them like rush to to help or rush to do things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just assuming that we're incapable or assuming sure that we can't do something. And this is why I say watch before you assume. And I give this illustration all the time um, for both the disability and non-disabled community. So one time I was in a supermarket and I was carrying my son. He was a baby at the time, little infant. And I'm getting ready to put him into the shopping cart. Uh-huh. A stranger came from behind me. She walks into the supermarket. I've never seen her a day in my life. Takes my son out of my hands and puts him in the cart and just keeps walking. Oh. She didn't ask me that I need help. She did not ask me, could she carry my son? She didn't even say thank you. She just kept moving. And... Even though that moment wow. was so small as a woman as mm-hmm. a, and as a person with a disability, I chose how I was going to approach her. Okay, So I tell people all the time within the disability community, when we're wow. out in public, you are the greatest representation of the disability community. Whether people want to listen to your story or not, that's totally up to them. But the way you approach somebody can always dictate how they will feel against a, or a person with a disability. Yeah. I had a choice to make, Steve, because at this point, the mama bear wanted to come out and be like, what are you? like mama bear, who look out. I was like, who does that? This is my kid. Like, you yeah. know, but I had to calm down and took a breather 
And I said to myself, you know what? Maybe she really doesn't know. And I started to really reevaluate adults who do things like this. And I started mm. looking at them as the child that was never taught about oh. discipline. And so once I started looking at them like this, then the insecurities that I have um, had in that moment got demolished because now I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm up against. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, this is huge because yeah. really what you're saying is it's a two-parter. It's, you know, on one hand, it's the person who does not have a disability and, and they're in a sense, we'll say like this lady, innocently wanting to help. Exactly. And, and you know, I could see myself, you know, doing that. I, I'm, I, I can be kind of a rescuer sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've been in, I won't digress to other things, but I've been involved with some rescue kind of things, you know, and it's, it's yeah. like, are you crazy? You know, yeah. and, well, no, I saw this, you know, and now I'm saying, okay, I need to start watching more, be ready to help if necessary, watching more before assuming, but on the flip side, those in in the disabled community also it's a learning experience for yeah. them there has to be right now i really believe that there's no barrier of communication so mm -hmm. being said there's just like this huge wall up right and people within the disability community are like don't call me this don't call me that don't treat me like this don't treat me like that it's ableism right and then without the on the outside of the disabled community they're like well, what do we call you? You know, how do we approach you? What do we say? What do we do? You know what? Let me just leave you alone because I don't know what to actually do. And huh. so now you have people who just don't want to know because they don't want to offend someone. And yeah. people who want you to, who want to bring awareness, but they're not necessarily knowing how to do it. Sure. So, like this barrier of communication. And my job, Steve, is to break that. Mm. I, because... It's going to cause two parts, just like I said. And this this um, incident that happened to me is a perfect illustration. Uh -huh. So I went up to her and I said, you know what? I really, truly believe that you had the greatest intentions on helping me out because you, you don't know what it's like to live in my shoes. Sure. But I've been doing this for, uh, how old was he at the time? For like four years. I said, I've been doing this for four years. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And she started laughing. And I said, can I actually share with you some, you know, information about my um, my disability? And she said, sure. And we got to talking and I told her about Beauty Mark community and she was just really intrigued by it. Now, that could have been twisted. Yes. I up to her and I yelled at her or cussed her out. Oh, absolutely. It could have been really, really bad. And then she yeah. was like, that's another disabled person that's miserable and, and blah, 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 whatever. But that would have been the representation of what she would have had from a person in a disability community. So yes, it's going to cause some backbone because people are going to say some crazy things. They're going to do mm -hmm. things because it's been done. It's been done to me, but how you approach somebody will determine their reaction really. Oh, that's that, absolute. I mean, that, that yeah. is, that is so big. And I was going to ask you, you know, about a word to those who are disabled and you just gave it, Yeah. you know, is, is it's almost like when somebody says something inappropriate, you know, like, what am I supposed to call you? We'll call you by your name. I'm going to call you Amanda. <laughs> you know, you're going to call me Steve. I'm going to call you Amanda. I mean, it doesn't, 
you know, it, it's, I mean, we can have nicknames and things like that, but it's done in innocent ignorance, I guess. But I love what you just said, because you could have just gone off the handle or whatever, but you turned around and, and you made that an educational experience. How can people follow what you're doing with Beauty Mark community and maybe even get involved? Is there, where would you send them? Website, social, whatever. Absolutely. You can always um, go to our website, beautymarkcommunity.org. We're always looking for volunteers. We're always trying to like get into the school system and we're doing a fundraiser right now where we're um, donating 10,000 books to 10,000 schools here in South Jersey, strictly on disability awareness, because we Mm. believe that children need to learn this in school. And so um, if we donate the books, there's no explanation as to why you can't teach the kids because we did. Sure. <laughs> so, um, well, it's, I mean, to me, it just, I don't think that we're doing enough in education and tearing that wall down and building a bridge. Uh, in fact, you just reminded me of my, my grandpa's sister mm. and Aunt Elsie, and she was so precious. Mm. And from the time she was born, her right arm was just here. She had no, she couldn't use her right arm. She could use her hand, but her right arm was always here. And I have on, on one of my bookshelves, I have a little uh, thing that she made for me. It was, it was a cross out of shells and, and, you know, it's very special to me. And, and she was just such a special lady. And my grandpa took such good care of her, although she was in, when she was older, she was in an assisted living place. And I remember driving and picking her up for the holidays and, and she'd wink and she'd say, Oh, don't, don't tell Ernest. I said, well, what? And I'll see, she goes, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) We're just laughing, you know, and my grandpa's name was, was Ernie. But um, she, I, I miss her. I miss him as well. But just a genuine heart. She also um, had some mental, you know, uh, disability. Mm-hmm. But what a special lady. I mean, she's just so precious, you know. And, and my grandpa uh, had committed himself that he would, he would, you know, watch, take care of her. Yeah, you know, until she moved to heaven, and and he did, you know. But um, oh, I I love there. There's so much more we need to talk about. We we've got to have you come back on the show. We we really do. You know, it's what's the social handle? Yeah, so it's Beauty Mark underscore Community. You follow us here. It's the same for all of our um, other platforms. Uh, I believe we're on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Clubhouse, Facebook. You're everywhere. Uh, we're everywhere. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll make sure in the notes for this show that information is there. And we uh, we want to stay in touch with you. Uh, we want to have some more of this conversation. This has been incredible for me. It's been a really great experience, learning experience. I'm con- I'm one of those guys that I'm always learning. I want to be continue to learn. Yes. And, and you have graciously taught me well. And uh, it's great to have you as a new friend. And, and please keep us informed at Utah. And we'll, we'll have to get you uh, back on the schedule again to continue to, to talk about this. Because I think this is a much bigger issue. And yeah. having a conversation with you 
than what people realize. And if we can do something to get the word out, we certainly want to. So, Amanda, thank you. It's so great to spend some time with you. I look forward to having some more of a conversation. Thank you. Stay in touch with us. We appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate your time and your energy. And you just radiate your smile, your spirit. Thank you for being gracious to teach me. I've learned a lot in the show, and I'm very, very grateful, and it it will make a difference. So we'll be in touch with you. Thank you. All right. Stay blessed. Thank you. This is Utalk Radio. 